welcome to another episode of Polished Gems with your host, Jacinta Martin. Join me as we rediscover our shine by learning how to rebuild with the nine fruits of God's Spirit. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Polished Gems. Here is where we talk about how we can develop and improve our lives um, with the nine fruits of God's spirit. I am your host, Jacinta Martin, and I am the creator of the blog, Fruitful Gems. I'm also a two-time author and a real estate agent in the state of Georgia and even a mom of two children. Let's not delay. Let's actually jump right into our blog of focus and our topic of focus, which has been self-control. So the blog that we want to dive a little deeper into is three ways to rebuild self-control when healing from anger. Now, here's a brief description of the blog and what it was about. Basically, currently in the world in which we live, there are many events that are happening in and around us that um, are often really, really close to our lives, daily lives, environments that Uh, provoke us to anger. We've seen even things on the news channels where people are killing each other over things that seem so minor. I've seen things such as um, over not wearing masks or over um, fender benders on the highway or switching lanes or being too close to each other. And between the wearing the mask and the road rage, it's just become something that like re-entering society, I think we've gotten just a little bit more sensitive when it comes to how to interact with people or how to deal with when they say something we don't like. Now, I'm not sure exactly if the pandemic is the thing or even lockdown here in the United States was the reason why we become a little bit more sensitive or if it's just um, that we become a little numb, right, to everyday life or what used to be everyday life in our new normal. However, I want to bring up this topic to you tonight because I just recently experienced my own incident that made me realize I really, truly need to reexamine how I handle even my own anger. Now, let me provide you tonight with a little bit more background about why I chose to um, talk about self-control in this manner and to examine it from this perspective. Well, the Bible tells us about how to look at anger in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. In the Amplified Version, it says this. It breaks it down even a little bit further than if you use a different version of the Bible. Here's what that verse says. It says, be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, and at ungodly behavior. Yet, do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. And do not allow the devil to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or even harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. So what does that mean? Like whenever I feel myself starting to get angry, I have to recite this verse. 
Now, I don't recite necessarily this one because one, it's a, a lot of words to remember for me. So I tend to recite the one that I find um, in the King James Version of the Bible. And it basically is just be angry and sin not. And do not let do not let the sun go down upon your anger. Let me slow that down um, as well. But let me tell you what happened to me. Recently, a phone call I received caused me to have such a short fuse, which is not something that happens often. I tend to be one to, if I feel feelings of anger, I tend to examine those, figure out the root, and take a deep breath. Now, that's not always the case, okay? And it just so happened that this particular phone call uh, caught me on a day where it was a lot. Enough was enough from other things that I had been dealing with and on top of this phone call. So for me, I have come to realize that I have the most self-control over my anger when things that are said to me or done to me do not feel personal. Now, that's hard to tell, right? Let me stop there. That could be hard for someone to tell. How does anyone tell by looking at you or looking at, or how can you tell by looking at others what they consider personal? Personal could be based upon our environments. Personal could be based upon what may have just transpired or happened to us that day. Personal could be so many things, right? Now, like I said, I understand the word personal is so general and so broad, but allow me to explain further about um, what it meant to me. When I feel attacked about my character, when I especially, which I try to regulate daily to do the best I can during each and every day, whether it be for my clients, whether it be for myself, whether it be for my family, um, in, in all that I do to try and honor God, or even when something is even said about my family, especially my children, it often causes me to lose sight of uh, having self-control over my anger. Now, my examples that I presented here, right, this particular example, especially about my character or something being said about my family may not be the case for you. But I encourage you to take this moment to think about the things that have caused you to get angry. Think about those triggers. Identify what's the root of them, right? Because a lot of times, like I said, uh, I, I realized it's when they get to, it's not that my character doesn't need improvement. That's not the case. I'm constantly, as a child of God, as a follower of Jesus, needing improvement. That's the human experience, even up until the day we all um, pass away. But what is happening is I getting to the root of it. It's when my character is tested to the point of I really try not to I try to be mindful not to hurt people with my words. I try to be very intentional about my actions. Do I miss the mark sometimes? There are times that I do because I've had God correct me during those times. So that's why I want you to take a moment 
And be sure to include God in helping you understand the trigger and understanding the root of what causes you to get angry so that he can help bring incidents back to remembrance. If you notice a pattern in any of the thing that God brings back to your memory, then jot those down as well. This, the, this bit of information that God reveals will be so useful in understanding how to help you heal when dealing with anger. So here's some questions that I want you to actually take a moment to even ask yourself as well. After you've done that first assignment, I want you to grab a pen and a paper or even your phone's notepad. And here are some questions that you can ask yourself. One, God, help me identify what caused me to get angry. Was it something someone, excuse me, let me repeat that. Was it something someone said that caused me to get angry? So let me repeat that one for you. So question one, God help me identify. Was it something someone said that caused me to get angry? Question number two. Was it a situation or a circumstance that took place that was either in my control or out of my control, which caused me to get angry? I'm going to read that again. Question number two. God, was it a situation or circumstance that took place that was in my control or out of my control, which caused me to get angry? Question number three. Now, question number three, it has two parts. So I'm going to read it twice. God, did a conversation that I had with someone or a situation that I have experienced cause me to become angry and sin against you? God, did a conversation that I had or situation that I have experienced cause me to get angry and to sin against you? And then the follow-up to question three is this. If so, God, please help me identify what I did wrong. So that follow-up question again was, if so, God, please help me identify what I did wrong. So I, I hope and I pray that these questions that I've even had to ask myself, these are the questions that I've actually used within my own life. I've used these to help me identify the anger, to identify the trigger. So I just didn't want to leave you without proper tools or proper questions. So you could also do the same work, right? Because being a follower of Jesus, being um, a Christian, it is a work toward our salvation. Often daily, often um, hourly, and by minute. Uh, there are times that we do not pass the tests that are in front of us, especially when it comes to anger. Especially if you haven't had a chance to unpack Life. And let me explain. Let's say 
For example, you're living as an entrepreneur at the same time, working your business, trying to keep food on the table while going through a divorce, trying to figure out how to feed your kids. And all of a sudden, um, your boss at the part-time job or the full-time job that you have says something about your work, criticizes it, and goes in um, about it because it wasn't up to your best. And that day that that happens could be the day that you just can't take hearing the criticism. That could have been just the moment or the day where Yes, you know you needed to improve. Yes, you knew it wasn't your best work, but that was just the day and the moment that you didn't need to hear it. I've even gotten so intentional, and the reason why I, I my for me, my character, when my character gets attacked, that I get frustrated and, and angry is because I'm so intentional. Even about the time when to present something to someone, like, I will actually ask God, is now a good time to talk to so-and-so? Is now a good time to even send an email? Like, I'm intentional to that point. That when, when life mixes with everything, kind of like the example I gave, and then I get a critique or something that throws me off, about my character, I get frustrated, I get angry. But just as the Bible verse said, we're allowed to get angry, just not to sin. So let me explain a little, even a little bit further the reason for why those questions. I wanted to present you with questions that you could ask yourself because as we're getting ready to open up our country here in the United States even more, we've started opening up already. Um, but as we open up more and more to figure out what is life as normal after being quarantined, after being through a long pandemic, that we get a chance to start um, getting back around other people. We get a chance to start interacting not only with people from our job, but businesses as business owners and businesses as well. We get a chance to um, reestablish what a new normal looks like. So taking a moment and taking a beat to just revisit um, how we feel about anger, what triggers our anger, um, helps us to kind of make sure we're thriving in a way that we're supposed to as we re-enter society and as we move into our new normal. Now, back to what I mentioned earlier and the attack on my character that actually prompted me to write more about self-control. In the conversation that I had uh, with someone, it was regarding my children as a mom, that's a hot topic button. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where I know as a mother, I'm not always uh, the best mother. I have days when I do well. I have days when I don't do as well and I know it or I could have done better, just like anybody else. And sometimes that gets to me. Right. But it gets to me more because of my situation of going through a separation, which has been leading into a divorce. It gets more sensitive and it gets more frustrating um, to 
hear certain things about where I may have failed or where I didn't do so hot or where I need to improve, right? So as I said, I was having a conversation with someone regarding my children. And as it progressed, um, they began to speak about um, separating my children. They began to speak about um, me not possibly being capable of taking care of both of my children and things of that nature. Well, my skin began to get hot. I tried to stay calm during the conversation. I even told myself to think about uh, what to do, how to answer, or even how to be silent as this person spoke, or even if I should just really hang up the phone. But I realized that it was too late <laughs> um, to do the right thing or what would have been probably a better option when I found myself cursing the person out over the phone. And yes, I cursed the person out over the phone. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Christians cuss, some of us. Um, the ones that God has said to please stop cussing, uh, then yes, we have to, I have to go to him to ask for help to stop cussing. I, and let me tell you, I'm still a work in progress on that. And it's not like I cuss all the time. Um, I used to, but am working on that daily. Now, what I want to say is this. It was after hanging up the phone and even pacing back and forth. See, when I get mad, when I get real mad and real angry, I start to pace. So I was pacing back and forth. And I realized that there was no way I could have controlled what they said or even did on that phone call. The only thing that I could have managed, the only thing that I could have tried to control was my reaction. Now, as I told you in the verse in Ephesians 4 through 26 about anger, we can become angry at immorality, at injustice, and at ungodly behavior. Because for me, the category that this one, this conversation went into, I felt like the person I was speaking to was violating my rights as a mother. Not only that, but the reasons they explained on the phone seemed selfish. Their reasoning for why I should separate my children. And I really could no longer tolerate hearing it. However, when I sat alone and the Holy Spirit had a chance to talk to me and I replayed the conversation over and over again in my mind, I examined my lack of self-control. I realized I allowed the devil and my the spirit of my anger to cultivate bitterness where I would start to harbor resentment for the person. And I tell you all this and I, I share with you all this because it took most of the day for me to just even let go of the feelings that I desperately wanted to sit and stew in. I wanted to sit in the anger. I wanted to sit in the fire and frustration of it. But let me tell you this. God is so loving and so kind and so wonderful. And as we talk about here on Polished Gems about the fruits of God's spirit, he wasn't going to allow me to do that. Like I said, he's not going to allow us to sit and stew in it because if we do that, it will lead to us sinning against him. He said it's fine for us to get angry. What's not okay is for us to go out and actually sin. So, if you need more um, clarity 
on what it means to sin while you're angry. Take a look at um, David and King Saul. But I'll give you a couple more examples as well. We'll come back to that thought. But what I want to give you here now is if you've ever been in a moment like what I described, or if you've ever felt yourself truly, truly at, at the boiling point of angry, I want to give you some tips of how to rebuild and to heal yourself while even in the midst of your anger and even before and even to help prepare yourself before. So here are the three things. And I got my tips from James um, 1, 19. So in the Bible, uh, the book of James, chapter 1, verse 19. And this time I'm going to use the Amplified Version to help uh, with these tips. So tip number one, be patient. I know, I know. We do and we hear this. Um, the way that we do this and the way that this can actually be done is by being quick to hear others out when a person speaks to us, which is demonstrated by being careful, thoughtful listeners. I'm gonna repeat that again. The way we can be patient is by being quick to hear others out when a person speaks to us, which is demonstrated by us being careful, thoughtful listeners. There are times that people say things to us and they are speaking out of the pain of either their day, their season, or different things that are affecting them. There are often times that we can misinterpret what is being said because we don't, we're not patient in the midst of a conversation. We're constantly thinking about how we're gonna respond, what we're gonna say next, and don't let us uh, be in a meeting or a boardroom setting where we feel as if we need to be perfect. That is often more the case than it is not. By taking a beat, by slowing down, by being patient, we can actually hear not only what other people are saying, but what Holy Spirit needs us to pay attention to as well. What I should have done in that conversation was Listen for what the person was saying. Let them express it, even if I could not stand it. And it, all the while they were talking, go, Holy Spirit, this is making me angry. Tell me what to do next. I got so angry and so blinded by my anger that I went into reactionary mode rather than allowing myself to be patient. So tip number two. Be reflective. The way we can do this is by being slow to speak, especially when something someone says triggers us to become instantly angry. Taking time to actually think carefully about our chosen words, our chosen words, right? The words that are coming out of our mouths will help us to respond in a manner that will not add more flames to the fire already brewing inside of us. By being reflective, by taking a minute to actually talk to the Holy Spirit while the other person is talking. I know they talk about active listening in, in our society and things of that nature, but I've even done this now a lot more often than I used to. While people are talking to me, 
And if I feel myself getting uncomfortable, right, that uncomfortableness, especially as anger starts to brew, you know, your skin starts to get hot, the inside of your body, like you can tell when your body starts to make these changes toward into anger. I've started to become reflective to pay attention and be intentional about those changes. When I start to sense those, uh, even while a person is talking to me, yes, I am actively listening, but I am talking through um, typically it sounds like it's inside my head or through spirit, right? To the Holy Spirit going, Holy Spirit, I feel myself getting angry. <laughs> what do I need to do? Do I need to listen? Do I need to cut this conversation short? Like it becomes that as well. So I hear what the person's saying, but I'm constantly asking for what to do or to say next. I've started doing that more often, but this particular incident that I already told you guys about, that slipped past me. I allowed it to slip into an arena of pure, unadulterated reaction anger to where, like I said, I cussed the person out. Tip number three is this. We have got to be forgiving, be forgiving. And the way that we accomplish this is by stopping the feelings of resentment toward a person for an offense, for their flaws, or for their mistakes. Now this one I'm gonna say again. We have to learn to be forgiving. We do this by accomplishing um, the stopping of the feelings of resentment toward a person for an offense, for their flaws, or for their mistakes. And I'm going to give you guys those tips one more time. Just saying real quick and as I explain this. Um, so tip number one was be patient. Tip number two was be reflective. And tip number three was be forgiving. And guys, if you're just joining me, uh, know that those can be uh, found in the book of James Chapter one, verse 19, this is where I got these tips from, but let me continue on with the be forgiving part. The reason why we got to get to a point where we can become forgiving is because God forgives us. And let me explain that a little bit further. How many times throughout your day do you make a mistake? Do you offend somebody? Do your flaws show up? throughout the day. Do you know, for those who don't know, God forgives you every single time regarding those. Now, does he want us to speak out loud and say we repent and that we're sorry? Of course. Just as I told you guys, I'm a mom of two. When my children do something and I have to correct that behavior, of course I want them to say out loud what they're sorry for. Of course I want them to go, uh, when they apologize, not just say, I apologize. Because when I say I apologize, well, what for? What was I sorry for? What do I actually need to acknowledge that I did? What was my offense? What was my mistake? And what was my flaw that I actually need to apologize for? Because when I can identify a thing, when I can call it by name, whether it be my mistakes, whether it be my flaws, I can actually realize what I need improvement in. What I should have realized was the person telling me 
that I should probably separate my children was just also seeing, uh, could have seen how maybe how overworked or there are many things or many hats that are on my plate, right? And if they didn't see it from that and it was more of a selfish notion, I should have been able to see their, their flaw in that moment or even later, right after, as you're just thinking about yourself. That's okay, but I can disagree. I didn't see it as that. I didn't see it that plain or that simple. So guys, this is something that takes work. I'm not asking you to realize this overnight, but I'm gonna leave you with uh, this last and final thought. Using these three tips can help us remember the part in James chapter one, verse 20, that says, for the resentful deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, which is that standard of behavior which God requires from us. Because God desires, know this, God desires us to walk out the fruits of his spirit daily. But he understands that people will test those fruits along the way. People are going to test you in the area of love. People are going to test you in the area of, of your kindness. And people are going to test you in the area of your self-control. So the Bible even speaks about anger and even how destructive it can be. You can look at the stories of Cain and Abel, which led to death. You can look at the stories of King Saul and David. Where, Dave, where Saul tried to um, run after David and kill him. When our anger is not dealt with, it can fester. The sore can grow, and if left unchecked or unexamined by us, we will react on our impulse to whatever thought crosses our minds instead of having self-control. What I need you to do is take today, take tonight even, in your meditation time with God to see where your level of self-control is when it comes to your anger. Allow God to show you where you are so that you can better deal with the situations of life that come up. So again, guys, that's. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Polished Gems. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, head over to fruitfulgems.com. That's F-R-U-I-T-F-U-L-J-E-M-S.com and become a part of our family to receive your free guide discovering your worth through the fruit of God's spirit. Until next time.